your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 628 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. I just want to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And that song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today, very, very excited for this episode. We're going to continue our off-season tradition here. We've been uh, doing it the past couple seasons, and we're well underway this year as well. It's Unrestricted Free Agency Spotlight, where we just kind of take a deep dive and look at every single impending New York Ranger unrestricted free agent. We'll eventually move on to the restricted free agents as well. But like I said, this is... uh, you know, we're, we're underway here. This is going to be our third installment this offseason. We've already done an episode on Ryan Strom. If you want to check that one out, go to episode 623. We've also done an episode on Andrew Kopp. If you want to hear our thoughts about Andrew Kopp, then go ahead and check out episode 626. But today, it's going to be all about Frank Vetrano and his impending unrestricted free agency. We're going to spend most of this episode talking about Frankie V, but we've also got a couple of other things I want to get to at the end of today's show. We've got some odds and ends, including Ranger prospect goalie Dylan Garand being named the CHL goalie of the year. Obviously a tremendous accomplishment for Garand, former fourth round pick by the New York Rangers. We've also got some news on the forthcoming World Juniors, which will occur in September, but we'll get to all that in due time. Like I said, the minute of the hour, the guy we got to start with here, Frank Vetrano, like I said, an unrestricted free agent uh, for the New York Rangers. 28 years old, can play right wing or left wing, although he Played right wing pretty exclusively with the Rangers. That's not hard to figure out why. You've got Kreider, you've got Panarin, you've got Lafreniere on the left side, and so it never really made sense to put Vetrano over there. Obviously, he helped out with the Rangers, uh, playing a great role for this team, initially playing on the third line, and then eventually, in due time, moving up to the top line with Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider. By far, the most prominent role that he's ever really had in his NHL career, uh, playing with two outstanding players and certainly pulling his weight and then some like I said, doing a really, really nice job for the New York Rangers down the stretch. The steal of the trade deadline. I, I called him that while the regular season was playing out, while the Rangers were making their run in the Stanley Cup playoffs, but it bears repeating the fact that the Rangers brought this guy into New York in exchange for just a fourth-round draft pick is still pretty mind-blowing. He obviously had a very strong impact on this team and just kind of a weird deal in the first place because you know, you look around the league and, you know, we're trying to figure out which players could be good fits for the Rangers, which players are on the trade block and who could come in here and really help this team, really give this team a boost. And naturally, you're looking at teams that are kind of down in the standings. You don't really see two bona fide contenders making trades with each other, you know, just a couple of days before the trade deadline. But that's what we got. The Florida Panthers sending Frank Vetrano to the New York Rangers, like I said, in exchange for just a fourth round pick. Absolute highway robbery by the New York Rangers and one of the best moves that Chris Jury has made since becoming the New York Ranger general manager. And, you know, the Rangers, they pulled it off. And one of the reasons why I like this move so much, even before Vetrano came in and basically just killed it for this team, 
Uh, he finally gave this team a shoot-first player, a bona fide sniper, somebody that was going to get the puck and let it fly at the net. We've talked many, many times on here about how different players in the Rangers, at times these guys can be selfless to a fault. I do think they've gotten better with that uh, over the years here, and certainly this past year. But for a while there, you know, the first season of Locked On New York Rangers was not the season that just concluded, not the season before that, but the one before that, nobody on this team would shoot the puck. And so it was just kind of refreshing to get somebody in there that wasn't afraid to shoot. And in fact, that's what he looked to do when he had the puck. He's looking to shoot. I mean, he, he's a decent passer as well, but uh, Frankie V brought in to be a sniper, and that's exactly what he was. As far as the stats that he put up last year, we'll look at his combined stats 71 total regular season games between the Panthers and the Rangers, scored 18 goals. That was tied for the second most of his career. Also dished out 14 assists. I believe that was the third highest total of his career. So he ends up with 32 points in those 71 games. He was a plus four as well. 161 shots on goal, averaged 13 minutes and nine seconds of ice time. That's not that high of a total as far as minutes on the ice. And so Vitrano is comfortably over two shots on goal per game without necessarily getting a ton of ice time. He also had uh, 68 hits and 26 blocked shots, a shooting percentage of 11%. And I think we should also take a look and just kind of spotlight uh, the games that he played for the Rangers. 22 regular season games for the Blue Shirts, eight goals, five assists, 13 points. He was a plus six, 56 shots on goal. Uh, a shooting percentage of 14%, and his ice time saw an uptick. It went up to 15 minutes and 18 seconds of ice time per game with the New York Rangers in the regular season, and that's actually a career high for him. You know, if you just isolate the portion of this past season where he was with the Rangers, he'd never had uh, as many as 15 minutes and 18 seconds of ice time per night, at least not in the NHL. And, uh, you know, that's actually to be somewhat expected, though. When you're playing with Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider, then obviously, you know, you're going to see the ice quite a bit. And uh, he got a great advantage, or a great opportunity, excuse me, took advantage of said opportunity and uh, basically just never looked back, got a chance on the first line and pretty much never really let go of it. I mean, they would shuffle the deck every now and then, but Vitrano was predominantly the top line right winger for the New York Rangers. And it's crazy to think that this guy was actually undrafted. He's really had to scratch and claw his way into the NHL. I'm sure he's had to scratch and claw just to be able to stay in the NHL and to see him playing on a team in the Eastern Conference Final with two superstar players, two guys that are all-star caliber players, and, uh, you know, pulling his weight and then some, like I said earlier in the episode. Uh, very, very impressive by Frank Vitrano, somebody that's obviously persevered quite a bit. Uh, 401 total career games between the Bruins, Panthers, and Rangers. 101 goals, 69 assists. So for his career, 170 points in 401 games. But his offensive numbers have mostly, mostly been steadily climbing ever since, like I said, he entered the league as an undrafted player. And as the years have gone by here, has really just kind of staked his claim to a bigger and bigger role with these three teams that he has played for. Now, we do have to look at his contract because like anybody that's an unrestricted free agent, it's all about how much does this guy cost? Would he be worth it? Et cetera, et cetera. So we'll take a look at his contract history real quick here. You get the ELC with the Boston Bruins. He had three years at 925K per season. He's then traded to the Panthers in the final season of that contract. Signs a one-year extension with them. It was also worth 925K. Then he signs a three-year $7.6 million deal to remain with the Florida Panthers. That's an average annual value of $2.533 million. And given what he's done since signing his most recent deal, I think Vitrano's probably in line for a small raise, 
but I can't really look at it and say that this guy is going to, you know, break the bank and be one of the most uh, heavily sought out free agents on the market. No disrespect to Frank Vitrano. Um, you know, I think he'll do okay for himself. And like I said, I think he'll get a little bit of a raise as far as, you know, $2.533 million per season. I think that number is going to go up, whether it comes from the Rangers or from anybody else. But, you know, you look at everything he's done over these last handful of seasons here. In the last three seasons, he's averaged just under 18 goals per year. He's averaged about 13 assists per season, so about 31 points a season over the last three years. And the year before he signed the most recent extension that he signed, he actually did better than all of those numbers. In 2018-2019 with the Panthers, like I said, this was the year that he was going to become an unrestricted free agent for the first time in that season, probably the best, not even probably, it was the best season of his career, especially if you're just going by offensive numbers. He had 24 goals and 15 assists for a total of 39 points. Now, he also played in 81 games that season, which is also a career high. And in the subsequent three seasons, he's played respectively in 69, 56, and 71 games. But even so, uh, he's not quite producing at the same clip that he did during his last contract season with the Panthers. That, again, uh, came in 2018-2019. So with all that in mind, it's basically a long way of saying that Vetrano, once again, should get a raise, but I don't think it's a situation where he's going to break the bank and land some kind of mega contract. Uh, I think it's at least possible that Vetrano could maybe be had at about $3 million per season on, say, like a three-year deal, maybe a four-year deal. And, you know, maybe I'm shortchanging him just a little bit, but... I don't think he's going to get the kind of money that, say, you know, Ryan Strom or Andrew Kopp will get. We've obviously already talked about both of those players in preceding episodes. Like I mentioned, you can go back and listen to our thoughts on those guys if you'd like. But, yeah, I don't think that he's necessarily going to get as big of a contract as those two players did. And I think it's at least possible that the Rangers take advantage of that, the fact that he's not going to necessarily break the bank, and maybe they bring him back next season. We're going to talk about all the possibilities, the ways that this could shake out, all the factors working for Frank Vitrano being back on the Rangers, as well as all the factors working against Frank Vitrano being back on the New York Rangers. We will get to that in just a second. But first, I just want to let everybody know today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including Major League Baseball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting, wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, just wanted to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. All right, so like I said, we're going to go ahead and talk about some of the factors working both against uh, you know, Frank Vitrano being back with the Rangers next season, as well as some factors where maybe he will be back with the Rangers next season. And we'll start with a couple of things that I think are currently working against him. Not to get too repetitive here. This is one that we've talked about in the past. I think it pertains to every single impending unrestricted free agent that the New York Rangers have. But, you know, even though we've mentioned it in both the cop episode as well as the Strom episode, it bears repeating. And that is the very simple fact that the Rangers are kind of in a cap crunch right now. We mentioned about how, you know, 60%, more than 60% of the Rangers cap space is going to six players. 
And so that being the case, you kind of have to run out the roster with, uh, you know, some bargain players. Just kind of go bargain hunting and, you know, have some guys that are on ELCs and obviously not making a ton of money, uh, you know, round out the roster that way. And, you know, it just could be a situation where the Rangers don't feel like they can afford Frank Vetrano and they may not feel like uh, he's going to be end up being worth uh, whatever he ends up getting on the open market from a different team. It's possible that somebody, you know, kind of reaches, overplays their hand a little bit, pays Frank Vetrano a little bit more money than the Rangers are comfortable giving him. And if, if Vetrano can cash in, then hey, more power to him. Uh, I'd be very, very happy for him. Hopefully it's not for a division rival, but the Rangers, if they want him back, you know, obviously it's a road that they should look at going down, but obviously you can't overplay your hand. You can't be paying, uh, you know, just a tremendous amount of money to Frank Vetrano, especially when you're up against the salary cap as the Rangers are. Another factor that I think certainly works against Vetrano you could make the argument, and I think a lot of people probably would make the argument, that the Rangers' biggest need right now is at the center position. As we've talked about in the past, uh, Mika Zibanejad, the only uh, bona fide center that's still under contract with the New York Rangers. Obviously, you know, Barclay Goodrow can play center, and Philip Hedl is still there. But I think even, you know, with those things in mind, you would still look at this team and think, okay, well, they're going to have to, you know, add another center to the mix, whether that entails bringing back Andrew Kopp or Ryan Strom. I mean, that kind of seems unlikely, certainly Strom, and I think probably Kopp to a lesser extent, because I just don't think that the Rangers think they're going to be able to afford either one of those players. Kopp, maybe. You could get creative and find a way to just squeeze in right underneath the salary cap if you bring him back. So, I mean, that's an option that's at least on the table for the Rangers, but if either Andrew Kopp or Ryan Strom re-signs with this team, However likely or unlikely that might be, I think it pretty much spells the end for Frank Vitrano. You're not going to be able to bring back one of Cop or Strom and then also afford Frank Vitrano. I think right now the prevailing thought seems to be that the Rangers might aim for a third-line center type in free agency or maybe even via a trade. And if you go down that road and you bring in, you know, a third-line center type, then you could also, if you're the Rangers, go with Philip Heedle centering the second line going into next season. You basically just take that leap of faith, and you just hope that Heedle, again, your former first-round pick, is ready for such a role. Playing in the top six, night in and night out, uh, centering the second line, presumably the Artemi Panarin line, and then you bring in a veteran at a reasonable cost to center the third line. And at the Raiders, if they do end up signing a third-line center type for $2.5 million a season, $3 million a season, then that's quite possibly the guy that's going to basically take Frank Vitrano's spot on this roster. And I realize Vitrano is not a center, but if you bring in a center, a third-line center at that price, then there just might not be any room left, might not be enough cap space left uh, to bring back Frank Vitrano. There's also a factor that, I honestly, I didn't know whether to put this in a factor working against Frank Vitrano or into the category of a factor working for Frank Vitrano. I think you're going to see what I mean in just a second. So if you look at the right wing position for the New York Rangers, which again, that's basically the only position that Vitrano played for the Rangers. He obviously can play left wing as well, but the Rangers need was at right wing and that's where he played. If you look at right wing right now, there's such a variability. I might've just made up a word there, but there's a lot of different ways it can go with the Ranger right wings that are currently under contract. When you look at this depth chart, you've got Cabo Caco, who obviously has shown flashes over these past couple of seasons. You know, however far you want to go back, basically since he came into the league, I thought he got off to a really nice start in the playoffs for the New York Rangers, did a great job with that kid line and, you know, had his moments there for sure. 
And then he ends up getting scratched, a healthy scratch in game six. And so that's kind of left, uh, you know, Ranger fans wondering what's going on here. And is Capo Caco still going to be on this team? Is he still seen as a big part of the future? I think the answer is pretty much yes to all those questions. I think Caco will be back. But obviously, you know, there's a couple of question marks there when you're healthy scratching a guy so that an injured Ryan Strom and Kevin Rooney and Dryden Hunt can all be in the lineup. That's obviously going to make some eyebrows go up and rightfully so. So, you know, Kako's still in the mix, but there's some question marks. And speaking of question marks, how about Vitaly Krausov? Yeah, he's back with the Rangers on a one-year deal. I forget the exact number, but I know it's only six figures. And obviously, there's some upside there. Former top 10 pick in the draft, chilly relationship with the Rangers. So he could be back. I mean, it's possible that he suits up on opening night for the New York Rangers and goes on to have a strong season for the Blue Shirts, but it's also possible the Rangers decide to trade him before the season even gets underway. It's very hard to count on Vitaly Kravtsov, you know, coming back to the Rangers and putting up a stellar season for them. And then you've got Sammy Blay, again, somebody who only played a handful of games last season. I want to say like 13 games or so with the Rangers. Couldn't have been much more than that. And he gets taken out. He's back on a one-year deal as well, but he's a UFA after this season. So, I mean, Sammy Blay, I, I know the Rangers like him. He's a physical player, can kind of move up and down the lineup. But is he somebody that you really look at as like, man, Sammy Blay is going to have a big time season? He could. He definitely could. But he could also just be a guy who's just sort of there. You know, I don't think he's ever performed like a superstar in this league, even though he's got size and strength and maybe even a little bit of upside. Uh, you've also got Julian Gauthier still in the mix. He's a restricted free agent. We'll see if he's back. You've also got some prospects in the pipeline. And basically... Uh, to kind of bring the focus back to Vetrano here, again, I, I didn't know whether this was a positive or a negative for him because there's a lot of right-wingers on this team that, and in the pipeline as well that the Rangers seem to like. I mean, I mean they seem to like them, and they, these guys seem to have some upside, but by that same token, there's question marks surrounding basically every single player I just listed for one reason or another. And so with that in mind, maybe Frank Vetrano, if you're the Rangers, it makes sense to bring him back. Obviously, he had good chemistry with uh, Kreider and Mika. So with all that in mind, uh, it could make sense if you're the Rangers once again to shell out $2.5 million, uh, $3 million a season, whatever it might take to keep Vetrano in the fold, simply because there are so many question marks at the right wing position. So uh, we're going to keep this thing rolling in just a second here, and we're going to go ahead and talk about uh, some of the reasons, including the one I just mentioned here, why Frank Vetrano could still end up being a New York Ranger next season, and we will do that in just a second. All right, so a couple of reasons why I think, you know, if you're a Frank Vetrano fan, there's no reason to completely abandon hope. I mean, it could definitely go either way. We'll, we'll see how this whole thing shakes out. One thing that I think for sure works in Vetrano's favor is it's pretty obvious, I think at least, that he's going to be pretty significantly less expensive than either Ryan Strom or Andrew Kopp. And as we've talked about before on this podcast, when it comes to the Rangers' unrestricted free agents, there's definitely a trickle-down effect. If Ryan Strom doesn't re-sign, then there's a better chance that Andrew Kopp could re-sign. If neither one of them re-sign, there's a better chance Frank Vetrano could re-sign. If none of them re-sign, maybe Tyler Mott re-signs. You know, these guys, in that order, I think is probably from most expensive to least expensive when it comes to the guys that I, I think are kind of the big four New York Ranger free agents. So, you know, Vitrano, if he can be had at $3 million per season, I think it's at least possible that he might end up being a better value than either Ryan Strom or Andrew Kopp. And I do not say that lightly because Strom's done a nice job for the Rangers over these past couple of seasons. I know he's a bit of a polarizing player, but he has 
had his moments and done some good things and helped this Ranger team uh, turn into a contender. And Andrew Kopp, he wasn't here for very long, but he obviously made a big impact on this team when he came over. Tremendous defensive forward and uh, taking his offensive game to new heights as well. But those two players, I think they're going to get quite a bit more per season and probably even more years in general than Frank Vetrano. And we're going to have to see how it all shakes out, what kind of contracts these three players end up signing. But I think no matter who they end up signing with, Vetrano might be the guy that proves to be the better value because I don't think he's going to get nearly as much as those two. And I think... You know, if you just want to look at goals scored, I could see him having more goals than either Ryan Strom or Andrew Kopp next season. That's certainly at least possible, and it's maybe even probable if he stays with the Rangers and stays on that top line with Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider. We'll see how the whole thing shakes out. I got to think Vetrano is at least somewhat interested in staying with the Rangers, though, and that leads me into the next thing that I want to talk about is during the exit interviews, you know, players are mostly going to talk positively about the team that they just played for. And obviously, Vetrano was a part of a team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals, so I'm sure he enjoyed that ride. It'd be hard to imagine him going up there and saying anything bad about the organization. But man, when you watch his uh, his exit interview, him, I would say more than any of the other impending New York Ranger UFAs, he really wants to stay in New York. He really wants to be a part of this team. He talked about how much he wants to help this team win a Stanley Cup. And you could hear it in his voice. You could see it in his eyes. Frank Vetrano wants to be a New York Ranger. So that's something, if you just want to look at the human side of it, very, very easy to get caught up in stats and, you know, years on a contract and dollars per year and all that stuff. But Frank Vetrano wants to be here. And that's something that could go a long way uh, to making that possible, especially if he's willing to take a little bit less from the Rangers, a little bit less than he might be able to get on the open market. On top of that, I think the Rangers, they this is something that they were aware of going into the deadline this season. And it's something that I'm sure they're still aware of. They need somebody that has that shoot first mentality. That guy that just gets the puck and just rips it at the net. You know, when in doubt, fire it at the net. See if I can beat the goalie or create some kind of a rebound or some kind of a scoring chance, a uh, deflection attempt perhaps. And Frank Vetrano is that guy. The Rangers, you know, we, we talked about even earlier in this episode how at times they can be a little bit too pass happy. Well, not Frank Vetrano. He's the guy that absolutely is a sniper, has a lethal shot, lethal wrist shot, lethal slap shot, can snipe uh, either of the top two corners on any given night. And again, the Rangers need somebody with that shoot first mentality. And the fact that they can have it with Frank Vetrano and have it for maybe about $3 million or so per season, I think they've got to at least uh, be intrigued by that possibility and at least be willing to look at it. If, if Vetrano is willing to sign for about $3 million or so a season, could end up being worth it in a big, big way for the New York Rangers, especially once again, if they continue to play him in a prominent role as they did down the stretch this year in the regular season and into the playoffs as well. Uh, on top of everything I just mentioned, Vitrano's got a little bit of an edge to his game, and I think Chris Drury likes that. Drury's a little bit old school. I mean, he's not the oldest GM in the league, not by a long shot. I believe he's only about 45 years old, but he was kind of an old school player even when he played, and I think he appreciates guys that you know, have that mentality where they play every shift like it's their last and just go out there and grind and play hard. And guys that aren't afraid of confrontation, guys that'll uh, mix it up a little bit after the whistle, which Frank Vetrano does. Uh, like I said, he, he doesn't go out there looking for trouble, but he is somebody that's got a little bit of an edge. If there's a little bit of a skirmish and he's on the ice, better believe he's probably going to be right in the middle of it. So I think the Rangers like him for that reason as well. Just somebody that brings the fire, brings the energy every single night. You need some guys like that on your roster. I mean, the Rangers do have players like that, but uh, Frank Vetrano is certainly one of them, somebody that just kind of brings it and 
you know, often comes up clutch for this team. I think one of the biggest moments he had of his entire Ranger run here was against the Lightning in Game 6. Uh, it's on the road. Rangers are down one nothing that entire game. They get a power play chance. I mean, it's just one play, but he comes through with a really clutch goal off of a face-off win. I uh, was all fired up after that. Unfortunately, the Rangers gave it right back about 21 seconds later. Uh, but Frank Vitrano coming up huge for the Rangers there. Very, very nice, you know, to be trailing in a game and have somebody that when he shoots the puck at the net, you feel pretty good about the chances that there's a very good chance this guy's going to score a goal. Uh, so he's got all that working for him as well. And one other thing that I definitely wanted to mention here as far as, you know, Vitrano and the possibility of him coming back he posted something on Instagram shortly after the end of the Rangers regular season. I'm not a big Instagrammer, but if I go back and I, I just look at this post that Frank Vitrano made on Instagram, it's actually a picture of him in Madison Square Garden. He's raising his stick to the uh, to the air. It looks like it might be a situation where he was one of the three stars of the game. You know, obviously they skate back onto the ice and salute the crowd really quick. Uh, there's a flag in the background that says no quit in New York. And like I said, he's saluting the crowd. And as far as the caption that he included with the picture here, he wrote, to the best fans in the NHL and the New York Rangers, thank you for an unbelievable season. We came up short, but the future is bright. Till next time. And then he's got an emoji of the, it looks like the Statue of Liberty there. But, I mean, he says, till next time, he's talking about the future of the New York Rangers. Uh, he, he is aware that he's an impending unrestricted free agent, right? I mean, does he know something we don't hear? Is there, you know, maybe there's a situation where his agent had already been talking to the Rangers and they feel like they're close to a contract. Maybe they already have the framework of a contract in place. They just haven't announced it yet. I don't want to overdo it here and get Vetrano fans too excited. Um, but I mean, th this to me sounds like somebody who's pretty convinced that he's going to be back with the New York Rangers next season. And maybe it's a situation where he's just trying to speak it into existence or, you know, he might not look at the business side of hockey the way that we all do. You know, it's so easy to get caught up, like I said, in these contracts and, you know, who's going to stay and who's going to go and what the cap situation is like. Vitrano, it might just be a gut feeling that like, man, this, this just feels right. I feel like I'm a big part of this team. I feel like we can win a cup together and I definitely want to be back next season. But it also could mean that he feels confident that they will be able to come to some kind of an agreement. It's at least possible. And I don't know about you guys. I have this weird feeling that I, I can't necessarily explain other than pretty much everything I just said a couple seconds ago there. I feel like Vetrano of the big four New York Ranger free agents, again, Cop, Strom, Vetrano, Mott, I think those are kind of the big four. I think Vetrano is going to be the one that ends up back with this team next season. Maybe you guys think that there's no way that the Rangers should reach for him. Uh, you can't necessarily, you know, dole out too much money to Frank Vetrano when you're up against the cap anyway. Just a gut feeling, just a, a total gut feeling that Frank Vetrano is going to be the one that re-ups with the Rangers, uh, possibly on a three-year deal. And like I said earlier, I really believe, and I don't say this lightly, because Strom and Kopp are both good players. I like both of them. They both have done good things with the Rangers. Obviously, Strom was here a lot longer. I think of the three of them, Frank Vetrano might prove to be the best value as far as what they're getting paid relative to their production on the ice. And that's true whether they end up back with the Rangers or anywhere else. I mean, I think for Vetrano, of all three of them, he's the one that would get the biggest bump from remaining with the New York Rangers because, you know, obviously he could be on a line with Mika and Kreider, and that obviously is going to help your production. So we'll see how it shakes out. But yeah, call me crazy. Just a gut feeling. Frank Vitrano is going to be the one that ends up back with this New York Ranger team. We shall see how the whole thing shakes out. And then to wrap up today's episode, as promised, wanted to talk a little bit about Dylan Garan, New York Ranger, prospect goalie, being named the CHL Goalie of the Year. The CHL, the Canadian Hockey League, is comprised of the three 
Canada-based junior leagues. That would be the Western Hockey League, the Ontario Hockey League, and the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. And Garand played with the Kamloops Blazers of the WHL. It was his fifth season with the team. Garand, as I mentioned in the intro, was a former first, uh, fourth-round pick excuse me, by the New York Rangers back in 2020. He went number 103 overall. He's now 20 years old, 6'1", 181 pounds. As far as the season that just happened and resulted in some hardware for Dylan Garand, basically, he just killed it once again for the Kamloops Blazers. He went 34-9-1 in the regular season, a goals against average of 216, a 925 save percentage, and four shutouts. And then somehow, he was even better in the playoffs. 19 games, a record of 11 Five and one, a 192 goals against average, a 933 save percentage, and three shutouts, and uh, helped Cam Loops advance from the first round all the way to the uh, conference finals. Their playoff format is exactly the same as the NHL. You've got two conferences, 16 teams total. Uh, they sub Spokane in the first round. They defeat Vancouver in six games, and then they fall to Seattle in seven games in the conference finals. But Grand was obviously outstanding through all of that. But his junior career is now over, and he could certainly be in the mix to potentially be the starting goalie for the Hartford Wolfpack next season. He actually uh, played two games for the Pack back in 2020-2021, and in those two games, 0-1, a 368 goals against average, 839 save percentage. Obviously, take those numbers with a grain of salt because it's only two games. Uh, but he played two games at that time with the Hartford Wolfpack, and he's basically been dominating the WHL for the past half decade here. Uh, his numbers were almost identical the season prior to this season, his uh, hardware winning season as the best goalie of the CHL. Uh, the season prior, 18 games, a 215 goals against average, a 921 save percentage, and a 15-3 record. So obviously what he did this past year was no fluke, and you know previous seasons before the one I just mentioned, the two that I just mentioned, the two most recent seasons, not quite as dominant, but he was still a very, very good goalie. And the Rangers have a lot of uncertainty at their goalie position after Igor Shosturkin. You've got Alex Georgiev, a restricted free agent who is all but certain to be traded this offseason. You've got Keith Kincaid, an impending unrestricted free agent. Adam Huska is a UFA. Tyler Wall is an RFA. So, there's definitely an opportunity there for Dylan Garand to quickly climb the ranks as far as goalies in the Ranger pipeline. It's possible we even see him at some point make his New York Ranger debut next season. He's obviously no threat to Igor Shesterkin, but uh, I would imagine the Rangers bring in an inexpensive veteran goalie to be Igor's backup. But if there's ever a situation where you know they need to call somebody up from the AHL to the NHL, it could certainly possibly be Dylan Garand. I also have to point this out. The Rangers... They definitely know how to find goalies late in drafts or even guys that weren't drafted at all. You've got Henrik Lundqvist in the seventh round. You've got Igor Shesterkin in the fourth round. Alex Georgiev was undrafted. Cam Talbot was undrafted. And now you've got Dylan Garand. And we don't know what's going to happen with Garand yet. But obviously, he's turned in uh, you know, some really strong seasons for himself in the WHL. And he was taken in the fourth round. So huge congratulations to Dylan Garand. Once again, your 2021-2022 CHL Goalie of the Year. And then the only other thing that I wanted to mention today, the World Juniors are going to run from August 9th to August 20th. All games will be played in Rogers Place in Edmonton, and we will certainly discuss this uh, tournament in greater detail in a future episode. Obviously, we've got some time a couple of months away, but uh, it'll be here before we know it. Uh, but that will pretty much do it for today, guys. Once again, if you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. 
Once again, that is locked on NYRangers at gmail.com. And definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to the Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.